0: So last week, we kicked off this series talking about gifts, and, um, and, and we just talking about Christmas. Anybody ready for Christmas? Yeah. Yes. Uh, once again, real quick, someone shout out. What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Jesus. Jesus family. Family. Food. Eggnog. Uh, mac and cheese. Presents, okay. All right, January. All right, all right. Well, listen, um, we're all excited for Christmas. It can't be here quick enough. It's going to be awesome. I, I love Christmas. It's like one of my most favorite holidays, and and I'm excited for that. So, can I get everybody, everyone, to do this with? You? Everyone stand. Everyone stand with me. Everyone stand. I need everybody on your feet. Everybody on your feet. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn and look at the person next to you. Look them right in the face. You can hold hands if you want to. You don't have to. It could be awkward. It could be not. But I want you to look them right in the face and say, Merry Christmas. Doesn't that feel nice? All right. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. All right. Well, it's Christmas time. Has anyone ever been given a gift at Christmas time that was totally unexpected? Like you totally weren't expecting. Maybe maybe it was something, maybe it was a surprise, like a really good thing, or maybe it was a surprise, like a really bad thing. Um, So I I don't know how your family, a lot of families do Christmases different ways. Uh, My family... um, on, and, and that lives in Oklahoma, they're weird, they do weird things. Um, but my family, uh, it's, it, it's a big family, and we get together. And one thing that we used to do is we used to draw names. So everyone, they put everyone's names in like a hat, everyone would draw a name, and then that's the person that you would buy Christmas gifts for. Christmas And so, so we would draw names, and it was a big family, and we did this big gift exchange. And, and so we all drew names, and, and so we all knew kind of in, in advance who we were buying gifts for. We would do this at Thanksgiving, that way when it came back to Christmas, we had all of our stuff. And so, so it's Christmas, it's Christmas time, my family's all together, my, my big family is all together, and, and um, this is the kind of family, like, here's how we did Christmas, like every single person would go around one at a time, and this is a big family, one at a time, and open their Christmas presents one at a time in front of everyone. And so, like, you have the whole crowd, the whole family, everyone watching you open their gifts. And so, so and, and here's what they would do. They would do it oldest to youngest, which is the worst. Like, the kids, we got to wait. We had to wait. And it was the worst. And my grandparents, and they were older and slow. And, and they, you know, they're like, ah, uh, another pair of, like, flannel pajamas. Like, you know, like, because old people like to wear layers. So, because they're always cold. Um, but anyways... So we went to oldest to youngest in order. And you gotta know, like by the time it got to me, like the anticipation was built, right? You you knew like I'm getting something awesome this year. And the anticipation was built. And so I like I I sat and watched all these other people open their gifts, open their presents, and and it was yay, fun, yay, Merry Christmas. Get, get, like, can we hurry up? And like, and they were great. And finally it got to my turn. And I was so excited. And I had one gift. Like other people had, and so we we did a deal like you could spend up to so much, and like you could buy multiple gifts, or you could buy one gift for that amount, and so I had one gift, so I'm like, this one gift is going to be great because they spent all of the money on this one gift. I was so excited for this gift, and so right before I, um, I opened my gift, I learned that it was my cousin's husband who got my name, and like already, you're like, oh, red flag, like... <laughs> This is okay, whatever. But it's okay though because my cousin's uh, parents they're really good gift givers and 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 so maybe maybe they helped him out a little bit. Maybe and so it gets to my turn. I'm excited. The anticipation is built and I go to open my present and I look around and everyone in the room is watching kind of like now. Everyone in the room is watching and it's like it's it's got it's it's got some it's, it's a heavy gift and and like I'm excited and so I I tear open the wrapping paper. I'm not like a there's some people who like delicately like undo the thing and like I'm shredding this paper. And once I tore the wrapping paper off, I could not believe my eyes. It was the most unexpected gift. I never even dreamed of getting this gift. I got, you guys, I've told this story here before, but I got a basket of assorted jellies. A whole basket. It was apricot or apricot, however you say it. It was um, grape jelly. It was strawberry jellies. It was like all kinds and like these little jars. And so there were like tons of them. You name the kind of jelly, I probably had it in that basket. And like, and I and everyone's watching. And so you can't be like, I hate this gift so much. You can't do that. So I put on this like, ah, thank you. Like, oh, this is great. Yay. And um, and I, honestly, kind of at the moment, I was like, am I being pranked right now? Like, like this is joke? Like, bring out the hidden cameras. This is kind of funny, you guys. Ha-ha. Or, or did he get his, like, white elephant gift mixed up with this one? <laughs> like, like is this really happening? Is, is this it? I got a whole basket of assorted jellies. This person was not invited back to Christmas the next year. I'm totally kidding. He was a cousin, kind of, um, but he was there. But I, I spent the whole next end of the next uh, the, the end of the month um, crying and eating jellies out of little jars. And so uh, I'm totally kidding. It wasn't that bad, but it was bad. Um, but have, maybe maybe you've sat next to a person at a movie. Anybody like going to movies? Maybe you've sat next to a person at a movie like who would not stop talking like the whole time, because, because they've already seen the movie, right? You go to the movie with those people, and they're like, oh, oh, wait, watch this, watch this, watch this, and you're like, shut up, like, and oh, wait till you see what's about to happen, and like, it can be so annoying when people do this, because they, they, they spoiled it for you, and, and, and why, why are they going to spoil it for you? Because they already know how the movie's going to end. And tonight, what I want to talk about tonight is, did you know that God already knows the end from the beginning? He already knows what's going to happen. He knows what's going to take place. He knows what's around every corner, even if we don't see it coming, because what God did, he wrote the story of our lives, and so tonight, I believe, as we look at scripture tonight, we're, God's going to show us how he weaves us into his grand plan, in, into his story. So if you got your Bible tonight, we're going to start in Jeremiah, and this is like a famous verse. Everyone knows this verse. Everyone, like, quotes, this is like, this is my verse, this is me, like, this is my verse. So Jeremiah 29, 11 <clears throat> says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are, they are plans for good. And not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. <clears throat> so not only does God have plans for us, like the Bible says that his plans are good. Like, so what does that mean for us today? Like, so so we're in the Christmas season, we're talking about gifts, so tonight we're going to talk about the Christmas story a little bit, and not like jolly old St. Nicholas. We're going to talk about the real true Christmas story, we're talking about Jesus, and so so what had happened, we talked about this a little bit last week, there were prophecies given like 700 years before Jesus was even born. There were these prophecies given, and they were talking about Jesus, and they were talking about the, the birth of Jesus hundreds of years ago before t- announcing that um, to the Jewish people, that the Israelites, that a Savior would come. So the Jews, they've been waiting for this. They've been waiting for this Savior. And, and there are some people, some Jews who are still waiting for this. They think they're still waiting for this. and but Because what God's people, they were expecting a Savior, but what they were expecting him to do, they knew he was coming, but what they were expecting him to do was to show up in power and in force, to be like a, a government leader and take over by force, to be a warrior and lead the Jewish people. And, and what we're about to read tonight was an absolute shock to Mary. And so if you got your Bible, once again, we're gonna be in the book of Luke. And this is part of the Christmas story. And, and, I, and I love this part of the story. And I, and I want you to read, we're gonna read a, a good, decent little section of verses. Um, but I want you to, to follow along and I want you to catch what's going on here. It says this in Luke 1, verse 26. It says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee, Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, "'Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you.'" Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. "'Don't be afraid, Mary,' the angel told her, "'for you have found favor with God. "'You will conceive and give birth to a son, "'and you will name him Jesus.'" And he will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Uh, People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son uh, and and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Verse 38, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. See, God's people uh, at this time, they were expecting a savior but they were expecting him to come in power. <laughs> you were, yeah. I, you were reading the Bible. Um, so God's people, they were expecting a savior, but they were expecting him to come in power. I actually love that. like, Because I used to, when I was, uh, sometimes when I, I listen to the Bible when I drive down the road, and so I'll just play the Bible app and listen to it. So I, I get it. I get it. If, if you want to listen to that, not me, um, that's fine. Um, totally kidding. Totally kidding. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. So what happened? The angel Gabriel showed up and gave a, a declaration from the Lord. And, and this was an absolute surprise to Mary. Mary was probably, the scholars say she was probably around 15 years old, and, um, and she was chosen, though, listen, she was chosen by God to bring our Savior, to bring Jesus into this world, and, and I want you to know tonight that since the beginning of time, and this is important, I want you to hear this, since the beginning of time, that God has been using teenagers, people just like you guys, to do great things for the kingdom of God. And if he can use them, he can use you as well. So, like, how surprising would this be to Mary? Like, she was just a normal girl. But in this time, it was kind of normal to be engaged at this time. But she was engaged to, to be married, um, who did normal things, who lived a normal life. And all of a sudden, she finds out that God has a plan for her that's completely outside the realm of what was normal. Like, in in fact, it's not even natural, it's supernatural. So Jesus was a gift from God, but he was very unexpected. And sometimes God gives gives us gifts and he gives us plans. And his plans, um, he brings about his plans in ways that we could never expect. So Mary, she learned something uh, amazing today that, that applies to us all. It applies to every single one of us in this room that God's plans included her. And so tonight, one of the most, if you don't catch anything else that I talk about tonight, actually, there's something at the end that I really want you to catch. But if you don't catch anything else I talk about tonight, I want you to catch this. And and I want you to, to write this down to know this is that God's plans include me. Just like God's plans included Mary, his plans include you as well. He's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for every single one of you. May not to bring the Savior in, of the world into the earth, but he's got a plan for you. So how do we apply this in, there, in our lives? And I want us to look at 1 Corinthians uh, 2, verse 9. It says this. This is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. What that's basically saying is, is we can't even begin to imagine. We can't even, like, get a thought bubble. We can't even even imagine, understand, fully understand what God has prepared for the people who love him. See, God's, he's preparing amazing things for the people that he loves. And the good news tonight is, is that he loves you, is that he loves you. See, Mary never imagined that God's plan for her life would be bringing in the Savior of the world. And, and this, this plan God had for her, it was, it was different. It was unconventional. It had never happened before, and it's never happened again. And, and it required a lot of faith on her part. And it was, it was more amazing than she could have ever thought. Listen like I I grew up in church. Like I've told you my story. I was born like on a Friday and I was at church on a Sunday. I was born in the house next door to our church and I was in the church the the couple days later. So like I've heard for years. I've grown up in church and I've heard for years you guys. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. God has a calling for you. I've heard this over and over and over for years. God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a calling. And And here, here's what I thought I thought my plan was. I thought my plan was just to be a good dude, just to have a good job and, and to marry someone nice, obviously, beautiful and wonderful and way better than I am. Um, that actually did happen, though. Um, and 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 my plan was to just be a good guy, to work a good job, uh, to marry someone amazing, to be a part of our church, and to serve, and just just to follow God, just just work a job. But there was a time in my life where where God spoke to me, and He's like, "That's not it." He's like, "Ha ha, funny. That's not it. That's not it for you." And and I've got a calling, and I've got a purpose that's bigger than what you thought. See, listen, you need to know tonight that I was not pastor material. I, I am naturally a shy person. Um, I, I, I had a past. I messed up a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. I didn't always do good things. I didn't want to do this. I I'd never asked to, to be on the stage. I've never asked for the microphone. I've never asked to lead people. But God's plan for me was unconventional for my life. It required a lot of faith, and it was a bigger plan than I had ever even thought. And once again, and, and once I, as, as I began to step forward into God's plan, my life began to change, and it was more than I could ever imagine. I want to read this again because this is what spoke to me. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. See, it's, it's easy to go about our lives, <clears throat> about our everyday lives, and, and see all the normal, just run-of-the-mill, just the everyday things. But when we're open to it, we begin to see that God has a grand plan, and it includes me. It includes you. So I want you to know, every one of you guys in this room, that God wants to use you to do great things. You don't have to wait until you're older like me or David. Um, or I, I wasn't gonna say Debbie, but you're murdered later. <laughs> um, but, but God has great plans for each and every one of us. Like many of you, even in this room, God has already begun to tell you and begin to talk to you and begin to reveal his plan for you guys. Um, like, his calling for your life, his plan for you. Um, Kason. This, this, at men's retreat, God spoke to you and called you into ministry. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, Evie, God spoke to you at camp this summer and called you to be an evangelist. Um, uh, Violet. God spoke to you at kids' camp as a, as a kid, as a little kid, and called you to be a missionary. That's amazing. Uh, um, Nick, back here. Um, God spoke to you the summer after your senior year at youth camp one year and called you into ministry. And, and yeah. let, let, me, let me ask you this. Casey, how old are you? Evie, how old are you? Violet, how old are you? Nick, how old are you? 20. See, but how, how old are you when he called you? Eight years old. See, God has a plan. Listen, listen, that's okay. God has a plan for every single one of us. And for some of us, he reveals it to us at a very young age. For some of us, we, we, we figure out that plan later on in life. Um, but he speaks to us, and it doesn't matter. He can tell you at a very young age. He said, Hey, this is my plan for you. And like Violet, he's called her to be a missionary in China. I love that Violet is intentionally already learning Chinese. Actually, what's the, what's the, what's, what are you learning? No, no, no. Like what are you, Mandarin, right? Yeah, Mandarin. Well, not the oranges, but the, <laughs> like that's amazing. That's amazing to me. That, that, and listen. Listen, listen, even Tracen, God's called him into mission, to be missionary. I love that. I've told Tracen before. I've told Violet before. When they step onto that mission field, we will be some of the first people who will financially support them as they begin to step on that field. I believe in them. I, and, and, but I want you to know that God hasn't called everyone to be a pastor, an evangelist, a missionary a, a, a preacher, I want you to know there is a, a student who graduated last year. His name's Ian. God called him to be an engineer. That's perfectly okay. I, um, Isaac feels called to be a fireman. Like, I love that. And, and you need to know, I want you guys to know tonight that the workplace needs people who are full of the Holy Spirit and full of Jesus Christ in the workplace, it's not just for pastors. It's not just for missionaries. It's not just for evangelists and teachers. He's calling you guys too. For, to and, and honestly, that is a greater mission field. I'm a professional Christian, you guys. Like, this is what I do. But you guys, some of you guys, he's gonna call you to be a minister at your workplace. A lot of you guys right now, the best mission field you could ever go on is every Monday through Friday at your public school. Don't wait until you're older to start using God's plan. Mary was only 15. And to be fully honest with you guys, like I, I actually felt called to ministry at a very young age, but I was so scared and I was so painfully shy that I ran from it. And I w- it wasn't until my early 20s that I finally stepped into that calling. I want to challenge you guys tonight to begin to look at all the ways that God is, is working in your life as a gift. Even if the method is unexpected, he wants to show you his plans, and, he, and his plans are good no matter what. So the last thing is this. I want to give you four really quick ways to begin finding God's calling or God's plan on your life, and, and um, these are just four really quick things. And I want you to know these things. Hopefully you're writing these things down because I want you to catch this. Four ways to begin finding God's calling on your life. The first thing is this, is to be faithful. It's to be faithful. See, listen, um, God wants you close so he can show you. Like if, if you're always running from God, running away from God, you can't hear the voice of God. Be faithful, be faithful to God, be faithful to church, be faithful to emerge, be faithful to showing up. And and isn't just, just church, show up to God in your prayer time, show up to God in your Bible reading time, in your study time, keep showing up to him because if you keep running from him, if you keep living in intentional sin, it's hard to hear the voice of God when you're not close to him. Second thing is this, and this is really important. It's God's calling, not yours. It's God's calling; it's not yours. See, we get so worried about life and wondering what's God's plan. What's God's? Can we listen to Kanye one more time? Like, God, or, I'm sorry, it was Drake, right? Drake, one more time. Like, can we? Like, what's God's plan? And like, we'll post on our Instagram. Like, crazy things happen. Oh, God's plan. Sometimes that's just you. That's not God's plan, and. and and we get so worried about life and wondering, what's God's plan? What's God's call? What's God's purpose? I want you to know this. Don't chase your call. Chase the God who calls you. Chase. The- <laughs> I'm not. No. Don't chase your call. Don't be worried, so worried and so stressed about, like, what do I need to do with the rest of my life? What is my purpose? What is my calling? What's God's plan? But I hear, listen, listen. If you will get close to God and if you will chase God with all of your heart, with everything you've got, with all that you are, he will show you his plan. Um, Don't chase your call. Chase the God who calls you. The third thing is this, is to face your fears. If I gave in to every fear that I faced, I, I I wouldn't be standing here right now. Even when I when I preach on Sundays at uh, here at church, when I get those opportunities, um, and and there's a back room that I'm in, I always get ten quick pushups in. <laughs> it's it's dumb, but it just helps me to um, to to get the wiggles out, I guess, to face the crowd, and and it helps me look really swole as I walk out there too. So, um, I'm totally kidding. That's dumb. Um, but listen, like. Face the things, because if you run from the things that you're afraid of, then you'll never step out and do anything great. Face those fears, face those things, and, and but don't just face them. Um, if you're full of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you have God living you, the Holy Spirit in your life, I believe when you get in those moments where you're afraid, you're scared, you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, He'll give you the words to say. He'll protect you. He, he'll, he'll walk with, the Bible says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's, he didn't say that you're not gonna face difficult times, but then he goes on to say, I'll be with you. He, what he's saying is you're gonna walk through difficult times where you're gonna be afraid, you're gonna have fear, but he's like, I will be with you. I'll comfort you. I'll walk with you. Um, the fourth thing is this. Know the Bible. Know the word of God. If you want to hear from God, you have to know his words. Like, this is one of the most important things in my life. It's, 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 I, it was just given to me um, two years ago from Austin, Westlake. It was a gift for me, and it says Speed the Light, STL, on the front. And, and it's already marked in. It's already beat up. And, and the sign of, and I know a lot, I use my phone Bible a lot, too, um, but the sign of a person whose life isn't falling apart is a Bible that is. <laughs> um, if you're reading your Bible and, and you know um, you're, you're putting God's word in your life, if you want to hear from God, you have to know his words. This is this is a huge way that he speaks to us. The closer you get to him, the more he'll show you. So tonight, God's word, it, it's real and it's personal and it's specific to every single one of you.